0: You're listening to Course Correction Radio, pointing you back to the straight and narrow. Hey guys, welcome back to Course Correction Radio. This is Trey Harris, the once pretender, now turned defender of the Christian faith. And uh, without any further ado, we will pick up in this second portion uh, where we left off last week. I told you we'd talk about the Pharisees and uh, some of their corruption. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to go to one of the woes in Matthew chapter 23, starting in verse... Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For ye devour widows' houses, and for a pretence make long prayer. Therefore ye shall receive the greater damnation. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees! For ye compass sea and land to make one proselyte. And when he is made, ye make him twofold. More the child of hell than yourselves. In the day of Jesus, the religious leaders would teach but would not do. Back up in Matthew chapter 23, and this is what you see. Then Jesus, this is verse 1 of Matthew chapter 23, then Jesus, then spake Jesus to the multitude and to his disciples, saying, the scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat, and therefore whatsoever they bid you to observe, that observe and do. But do ye not after their works, for they say, and do not, for they bind heavy burdens, and grievous to be born, and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them. With one of their fingers. But all their works they do. To be seen of men. They make bread. They make broad. Bread. Sorry guys. They make broad their phylacteries. And enlarge their borders. Of their garments. And love the uppermost rooms. Of feast and the chief seats. In the synagogues. And greetings. In the markets. And to be called of men. Rabbi, Rabbi, but be ye not called Rabbi, for one is your master, even Christ, and ye are all brethren. Now, in this 20-minute segment, I want to spend most of our time talking about, quite frankly, the hypocrisy of the leaders of the congregations in the days of Jesus. And we, well, what we want to do is we want to understand because these were the guys teaching God's laws, right? We, we read in the last episode, in Leviticus chapter 19, we we discussed uh, the just weights and the just measures, right? We also saw that you are to do all the, the statutes and the judgments uh, that the Lord gives you. So, uh, what we want to understand is uh, <clears throat> how the leaders of in the day of Jesus; these were the religious leaders. It's very important to understand that these men were teaching the law in the synagogues, but outside of the synagogues, they were doing their own thing. They had their own traditions, right? Their own little, uh, their own little special. Um, traditions that they would follow. Mark chapter 7 then came together unto him. As a matter of fact, no, you know what? We're going to do Matthew chapter 15. Um, I kind of like that account. There's some stuff that Mark goes into, but uh, I like uh, the fact that Matthew records Jesus' rebuttal to the Pharisees. Then came to Jesus scribes and Pharisees which were of Jerusalem saying why do thy disciples transgress now pay attention to this why do thy disciples transgress the traditions the tradition of the elders for they wash not their hands when they eat bread but he answered them and said unto them why do ye also transgress the commandment of God Now that's important Why do ye also transgress the commandment of God by your tradition? For God commanded, saying, Honor thy father and mother, and he that curseth father or mother, let him die the death. But ye say, Whoever shall say to his father or his mother, It is a gift by whatsoever thou mightest be profited by me, and honor not his father and his mother, he shall be free. Thus have ye made the commandment of God of none effect by your tradition, ye hypocrites. Well did Isaiah prophesy of you, saying, These people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth, and honoreth me with their lips. But their heart is far from me. For in vain do they worship me, teaching the doctrine, teaching for doctrines, the commandments of men. Now, we also read last week that he... Who, you know what? I don't want to get this wrong because this is important. Let's go back to Matthew chapter 5. Whosoever shall break one of the least commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever shall do and teach them the same shall be called great in the kingdom. See, that was one of the problems with the Pharisees. These men... They had traditions, and to this day, if you didn't know, uh, there are some in the rabbinical Jewish community that claim to be the descendants of the Pharisees. They still hold these extra-biblical traditions. As a matter of fact, the hand-washing tradition that is recorded in the Bible can actually be found in the Babylonian Talmud to this day and in the Mishnah, which is a uh, basically the second giving of the law is what they call it the uh the oral torah if you will now these men had these traditions and uh what was what was the big deal about them well um if you look into the tradition they would wash their hands but then after the the ceremony could not be complete of the washing of the hands until they said blessed are you o lord our god who has given us the commandment of the washing of hands. And uh, if you look in the Bible, there's absolutely nowhere that that commandment is given. That is a oral tradition held by the rabbis. <clears throat> now, uh, why do I bring that up? Um, well, mainly because these were the men teaching the law, and they were they were hypocrites. We, we, we see it in Matthew 23. They were seizing widows' houses. Now... Um, One key bit of importance there, and we're going to go to the book of Isaiah for this. Is uh, very important right there in the first chapter of Isaiah. This is what it says. Wash you. This is verse 16. Wash you and make you clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before mine eyes cease to do evil learn to do well seek judgment relieve the oppressed judge the fatherless plead for the widow come now let us reason together saith the lord though your sins be as scarlet they shall be white as snow though they were though they be red like crimson they shall be as wool and there look people love to quote that verse but there's a qualifier there if ye be willing and obedient ye shall eat the good of the land but if ye refuse and rebel ye shall be devoured with the sword for the mouth of the lord has spoken it now um so uh let's 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 think about this let's let's make this let's make this practical shall we let's uh let's reason through this um so we see the Pharisees; they say, and do not. But how many times do we see that in the church? They say, they do not. They say, they do not. You know, we've um, we've covered a couple of, uh, in my opinion, false teachers, uh, in the past epi- in a past episode. But uh, it really, really, what you see going on in the church today is uh, absolutely shameful. We have basically uh a lot of pastors today are becoming patsies for tyrannical government officials right um which we're told that's how it's going to be in the last days they're gonna basically uh turn people over to be killed and think they're doing the work of god um and i'm going off on a tangent and and completely getting lost with myself but uh that was uh, so. Let's get back to the topic at hand, because, like I said, only twenty minutes. Um, let's let's uh, let's 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 focus in on that. They uh, they would seize widows' houses, right? Because we see right there. You know, let's go back to uh, verse seventeen. Learn to do well. Seek judgment. Relieve the oppressed. Judge the fatherless. Plead for the widow. You know, uh, we don't see <coughs> we don't see the uh, we don't see the mainstream church uh, judging the fatherless now. There, do we? Um, we don't see the. Uh, oh, and look here. Here's the thing. Let's not let's not uh, let's not get on the high horse of you know talking about the mainstream church. Let's first examine our own hearts. What are we? Doing as individual believers in our own congregations, what are we doing to help judge the fatherless? Now, notice it doesn't. You know, um, what are we doing? You know, um, was it? Uh, I think it was Denzel Washington said that one of the uh, biggest things that he saw growing up was friends that he had that grew up fatherless. You know, they, uh, he, he said he had friends that grew up, um, you know, he had a, he had a father that watched after him and, uh, he turned out really well, but, uh, he had some friends that grew up fatherless and, uh, didn't turn out so well for them. And as a matter of fact, they ended up in prison, which is absolutely, absolutely heartbreaking. But see, here's the thing. If the church would stand, if we as believers, let's not even, let's, let's, let's get rid of that word church. Let's, let's talk about us as believers. If we would help judge the fatherless now um one another thing I want to do let me get all this whoops sorry about that let me get all this stuff out of my way because one of the things I want to do there is I really think we need to look up what this word judge actually means so we're going to pull out the uh, big old Strong's concordance here and we're going to we're going to look this up all right Sorry, I know I got some dead some dead air going there, guys. Um, but, you know, I really think it's uh, critical that we understand this. So, Isaiah 117, judge. The word there is the Hebrew word 8199. So, what we'll do is we'll flip back to the Hebrew section and we'll go to 8199. Whoops, passed it. 8199, the word there is. Shabbat or shafat, it, uh is also used with the compound proper names. It means to judge, to decide, to lead, defend, vindicate, to execute judgment, be brought to trial, to argue a matter. Um, so we see that it can have various connotations. We can judge, decide, lead. It basically seems to be a form of, you know, mentoring, a disciplinary form of mentoring. You know, we, we step alongside these people and we, 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 we coach them. Um, from what I can tell, I could be wrong there. But, you know, when I see things like to lead, to defend, to vindicate, this is them letting them know, hey, we're on your side. We only want the best for you. But are we doing that? I would argue I I I've I, I can only speak personally. Um you know, I, I I don't go out and seek the opportunity and I probably probably definitely should. I but there there are times I've been very thankful where God has placed uh, people in my path that have not had father figures and I've been very blessed to help them out in ways um and like I said I can only thank the father for that because he placed them in my path I didn't go looking for them so and this isn't to toot my own horn because I really do need to do a better job especially in such crucial days where people are so divided but um nevertheless um and as far as taking care of widows you know Relieving the oppressed, you know, here's the thing about it is we hear a lot about certain types of oppression in the media today from the pulpits of the modern evangelical church, the uh, big Eva movement. Uh, love, love that phrase. I'm going to have to start using that one myself. Um, but, you know, we, 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 we hear a lot of, you know, we hear this phantom oppression but here's the thing about it the simple fact of the matter is visible oppression regardless of somebody's ethnic background um because really you know that doesn't matter to god god made us all unique and he made us different colors for a reason but you know the the bible makes it very clear that it rains on the just and the unjust alike you know We've, we've just talked about equal weights and measures, and that's that's really the thing here, right? Because what we see is we see a relief of the oppression, but it's not of equal weights and measures. It's really not. And, you know, I'm not saying that anybody, anybody who is oppressed needs to be relieved. Oppression is... Absolutely horrible, but there's other things that goes with that. Learn to do well, seek judgment, relieve the oppressed, judge the fatherless, plead for the widow. You know, I hear a lot of these preachers they talk about oppression, 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 oppression. But what are you doing about it? You just sit there and talk. It's almost like um Oh man, what are they what are they uh oh man, what is that term that people use? Um There's... Um, and, of course, it's not going to come to me now. But, you know, basically, it's they're they're all talk. They they speak themselves up. It's almost like they, they talk about it. Well, now I've talked about it so I can check it off my list and move on. But what are you doing to relieve the oppression? Because right after that, it says, Judge the Fatherless. Are they not an oppressed group? Does it matter? I mean, are we going to let one... Are we gonna let one fatherless person suffer because they don't fit the bill of what we consider modern oppression with critical theory and things like that? I mean, come on. Now, last time I checked, Jesus died for everybody, regardless of what you look like, where you came from. Jesus died for everybody. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, And you pastors who are out there preaching and trying to make it about one group or another, shame on you. You ought to be absolutely ashamed of yourself for what you are doing. Because you, you are making the command of God of none effect because of your tradition. You are holding to secular theory, cultural cultural Marxism such a load of baloney there's only one type of Marxism and it's Marxism and it is antithetical to the Bible it is an atheistic satanic idea and it's just uh, it's unbelievable you know what we got 45 seconds left before we hit the 20 minute mark and I don't want to get on it but all you pastors out there if you hear this you better get on your knees and you better repent because you are going out there you are making disciples with your critical race theory and you are making them twice a child of hell as yourself you ought to be ashamed of yourself God died for everybody yes he died for blacks Let's do we do we really need to sing the song that they teach us in Sunday school? Red and yellow, black and white. They, all of them, they are all precious in his sight. Jesus loves all the little children of the world. And it's time we focus on relieving those oppressed in the bondage of sin and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Because that is the only thing. That is going to fix the problems in this world right now. Repent. Give your life to Jesus Christ. Confess your sins before Him, and He is faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Walk and seek after the doctrine of Jesus Christ because we saw, we read it in the last episode. If you love him you'll keep we if we love him we'll keep his commandments and he will give us a comforter what a beautiful promise and that comforter is the spirit of truth and he will lead us into all truth but that's not what i'm seeing in the modern church today sad to say it's it's not but here's the thing i can only start in my own life I can read my word every day and I can teach my kids, my children what the word of God says. I can lead by example for my own family and hopefully we can shine a light into the world and people can see the true gospel of Jesus Christ and not the crap they're peddling off in the churches today. And I'm sure some of them mean well But the simple fact of the matter is, is it's a different gospel and it's not a true gospel because the gospel of Jesus Christ does not see the outward appearance, right? Isn't that what, isn't that what God told Samuel when Samuel was looking for a king? God judges the heart of a man, not his outward appearance. And we as the church need to stop doing that as well. I have no idea why I got on that subject. I was actually trying to avoid it at all costs, quite frankly, because I just... I think it's an idiotic subject. I think that we should not even be... We shouldn't even have to have these conversations in the church today. Christians should know better. Christians should know. Yes, we... we, we as Christians I, I I won't say that we shouldn't see color because that is when when we deny somebody the fact that they are made uniquely by God a certain way we are overlooking something that God intentionally did when he created them God chose to make me a a Caucasian male whatever whatever Caucasian means I, I he chose to make me a a white man from... The South. And he chose to make some of my beautiful friends... Mexicans... Puerto Ricans... Black... black Because the God I serve is an artist. He is... The... Single... Greatest... Creator. And it's time... That we look around and we see the beauty that God has created, and we give them the message of how to get back in good standing with their Creator. Because the simple fact of the matter is, there is none righteous, no, not one. But there is a remedy for it, and His name is Jesus Christ. And it's time that we stop focusing on the things that the world sees and we start focusing on the remedy for it. And that remedy is Jesus Christ and him crucified. I'm going to leave it at that. Take care, be blessed, and we will see you next time on the Course Correction Radio Podcast.